Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 263 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, covering the 13th of September to the 19th of September, Doctrine and Covenants sections 102 to 105. And today we are going to have a look at Doctrine and Covenants section 104. Now this was given uh, on the 23rd of April 1834 in the midst uh, of the saints trying to figure out what to do about supporting the saints in Zion. There was also a dilemma that came up regarding the United Firm. Now for those uh, that remember, the United Firm was the organisation that was put together to focus on uh, the, the kind of um, buying of goods and, and support and supplying those to the saints and as well as the lit- the literary branch or the, the printing press as it were uh, to be able to print things for the church uh, with the, their printing efforts. Now these um, establishments were having some real difficulties. It says in the Revelations in Context, quote, by 1834 the firm faced several significant issues. Because of the violence that drove church members from Jackson County, Missouri in summer and fall 1833, William W. Phelps' printing office and Gilbert's store were no longer in operation, yet the firm was still responsible for debts incurred to supply these establishments. Because these financial diffi- besides these financial difficulties, some of the firm's members, especially Phelps and Gilbert in Missouri, were accused of manifesting a covetous spirit and towards the firm's property for which they were responsible. Um... Close quote. So there seems to be a couple of problems here. First of all, that the firm that had these establishments that was meant to be supporting them financially uh, were basically broken down because of the, the violence in Missouri. And so there wasn't um, the, the structure in place, really, to be able to continue this united firm. But also there were some um, disputations occurring because of this agreement as well. Um, another, an, an example about one of these disagreements was, quote, Joseph Smith reprimanded Phelps for, for, for referring to my press and my types when talking about the Missouri printing operation. Where, our brethren asked, did you get them and how came they to be yours? Joseph Smith inquired, adding, you know that it is we, not I, and all things are the Lord's, and he opened the hearts of this church to furnish these things, or we should not have been privileged with using them, close quote. So, there's also some um, possibly pride or just uh, focusing on the material things of this world rather than focusing on the spiritual blessings that were able to come from these things. In any case, it was quite clear that um, the United Firm was having some real problems and difficulties. And as such, um, it was something which they had to really consider um, not continuing with anymore. Uh, and so instead, uh, in February 1834, the Kirtland High Council began to um, take responsibility on looking at how the church publishes things and how uh, financially um, they, they use the, the, the funds. Um, and I think that what we obviously see here is a development in the church structure and organisation, uh, which helps us understand some of the things that we have in place today as well uh, in this church. Uh, but if we have a look in section 104 itself, uh, whilst there is a lot of uh, focus on some specific uh, material things uh, to, in here, which we won't be looking at today, there is this idea that um, if we are stewards over earthly things, then we have a responsibility for them, but we do not own, own them. 
And that's a really important principle, which obviously is very much referred to in terms of what we just talked about with um, the printing press. Um, it says in verse 11 of Doctrine and Covenants 104, It is wisdom in me, therefore a commandment I give unto you, that ye shall organise yourselves and appoint every man his stewardship. Now, President Spencer W. Kimball said this, quote, In the church, a stewardship is a sacred, spiritual or temporal trust for which there is accountability. Because all things belong to the Lord, we are stewards over our bodies, minds, families and properties. A faithful steward is one who exercises righteous dominion, cares for his own and looks for the poor and needy. These principles govern welfare service activities. May we all learn, obey and teach these principles. Leaders teach them to your members, fathers teach them to your families. Only as we apply these truths can we approach the ideal of Zion. Close quote. So what the uh, the agreement was with this United Firms, that the, basically they would agree all the debts, they would cancel those things out, and whatever was left over, they would assign to those who had stewardship over them. Uh, and I think that uh, the Lord is clearly here reminding them that with this word steward, there is a, a responsibility for these things, but there is not ownership over these things. In verse 13, it says, For it is expedient that I, the Lord, should make every man accountable as a steward over earthly blessings, which I, I have made and prepared for my creatures. Um, Marion G. Romney said this, quote, As to property, in harmony with church belief, no government can exist in peace except such laws are framed and held in, inviolate, as will secure to each individual the free exercise of conscience and the right to control of property. The United Order is operated upon the principle of private ownership and individual management. Thus, in both ownership and management of property, the United Order preserved to men their God-given agency. In this way, he holds each steward accountable for his own work and productivity. Close quote. So we have, again, just this teaching that we have this responsibility over the things that the Lord has given us. And we need to consider with our bodies, with our families, with our time that we have on this earth, which again we are stewards over, how are we using it? Are we using it on um, things which will not give us any benefit in the long run? Or are we looking to try and develop ourselves and improve ourselves uh, as we go through life? Um, because that is clearly something that we need to make sure that we are using uh, with, this, with this experience, is to develop ourselves uh, and to help us become more than the Lord has Want more than we perhaps see ourselves now. Um, just to finish with, uh, in verse 18, uh, there's another great kind of uh, point to make here as well. It says, Therefore, if any man shall take of the abundance which I have made and impart not his portion according to the law of my gospel and to the poor and needy, he shall with the wicked lift up his eyes in hell, being in torment. The, the teaching of caring for the poor and needy is something which has been existent well, for, for for generations and generations of mankind, really. Uh, but ever since the restoration of the gospel as well, it is a principle that has been in place all the time, looking out and supporting and strengthening others. Um, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf said this, quote, Sometimes we see welfare as simply another gospel topic, but I believe that in the Lord's plan, our commitment to welfare principles should be, should be at the very root of our faith and devotion to him. The two great commandments to love God and love our neighbour are a joining of the temporal and spiritual. It is important to know that these two great commandments are called great because every other commandment hangs upon them. 
In other words, our personal, family and church priorities must begin here. All other goals and actions should spring forth from the fountain of these two great commandments, from our love for our God and for our love for our neighbour. Close quote. And as, a, as Elder Uchtdorf said, the principle of giving and supporting the poor and needy is a, a very um, special commandment because it is a real joining together of a spiritual aspect and a temporal aspect, a joining together of loving God and also loving our neighbour as well. Um, it is a, a law or a principle uh, which brings together a lot of really important aspects of our lives. Uh, we grow spiritually, we grow temporally, we go, we, we grow emotionally and socially as we as we serve and as we bless others. And so therefore it must be one as it ticks all the boxes that we must make sure that we are fully engaged in and doing what we can do. Obviously the Lord knows what we can and can't do. We, he knows the, the extent of our ability to give um, not just of our financial or, or temporal means, but of our time as well. Uh, but we must do what we can to support and bless others. And um, that was what he wanted to remind them of as a new phase begun in how to deal with the, the kind of temporal aspects of the church. Thank you very much for listening to this study today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please follow the podcast on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email session at gmail.com as well. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.